What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another episode of the Smartout Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tony Bango. Joining me, as always, are Robert E. Felice. For this podcast, I am Narcissus. <laughs> Callum Wiggins. Hello. Oh, I thought you were going to see the total package. <laughs> no, no, I'm not the total package. <laughs> Did he have any other nicknames? I can't think of anything um, else that he had. No, I don't think uh, so. Yeah, I mean, so Baggage was his nickname. It was his actual name for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I guess, I, American original, name. the All-American, made in the USA. Yeah, they tried that. Made in the USA. Uh, look, I think the Total Package is a great name, and if Vince could call him the Total Package, we wouldn't be having this discussion today. <laughs> well, the discussion... Apparently one of his... Go ahead. I was going to say, well, apparently one of his former link ring names is the Lugar. The Lugar? <laughs> The Lugar, the Lugar. yes. <laughs> uh, not Lex Luger. The Lugar. <laughs> <laughs> Different uh, timeline. That's who we're talking about. But what we are talking about for this edition is another edition of What If, which is essentially where we look back on some kind of an event in wrestling's past. And we've done you know a couple different variations of this kind of concept. You know, we have, well, quite literally, wrestling with the past, which is when we just talk about a certain topic we also have wrestling as 2020 where we go back and we kind of figure out you know in hindsight was this the right idea that kind of thing this is what we're going to go with for this one uh based off the idea that what we've been getting going on right now lately a lot of discussion of should Sami Zayn be fighting and beating potentially roman reigns for the undisputed wwe universal championship at wrestlemania 39 or should it be cody rhodes or should there be a triple threat or all the different kind of variations when it comes to that. We were brainstorming some ideas, and one of the ideas that Callum had come up with, which I was like, you know, this fits really, really well, so uh, hats off to you, Callum, for this. What if Lex Luger had won the WWF Championship at WrestleMania 10 instead of Bret Hart? And by going along here, we're going to give you a recap of, you know, some of the history of what actually happened we're going to bounce back and forth between would that be a good idea a better idea a worse idea how would this play out you know what are the fantasy booking scenarios we can imagine coming out of this situation and so on and so forth so as we go ahead and we talk about that we want to know what you guys have to say about this topic so drop your thoughts in the comments below make sure that you're doing all the good stuff that you showed on youtube in particular like clicking the like button making sure that you are subscribed to the youtube channel ringing that little notification bell so that way you get those email alerts of when we go live for certain things like how next week we're going to have an AEW Revolution post show immediately after the pay-per-view and of course make sure that you hit the join button that is out there on YouTube as well that gets you access to the same things as the Patreon so if you want to help support us and help us grow and make sure that the channel stays up and that the website stays up and we continue to bring you more content then consider donating at least a dollar a month if not more, $10 tier is the dark cast here. You get some bonus episodes of different things where we're a little bit looser with the way that we approach some of the topics and stuff. We do some some fun extraneous things we don't do on the regular episodes. You also have the Pick Your Poison tier where you can request certain things. So if you want us to dive deeper into this by the end of this discussion, and you want us to do like a full-on fantasy booking, or if you have some completely unrelated topics in mind that you want us to do, Pick Your Poison is the best means of getting that done. 
Also, make sure that you click that little thanks button there. And if you want to pick up some merchandise, pick it up on Redbubble and TeePublic. And we'll bounce around. We'll give some other plugs in the meantime when we talk about some other things, act as little commercial breaks or something. But generally speaking, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about these what ifs. And the first question that I've got for everyone is the most basic one that we can when it comes to this. Should Luger have won or are we on the right timeline here? You know, the opposite of Undertaker losing that streak to Brock Lesnar. Do you think that's the best case scenario is that Bret Hart won and beat Yokozuna at WrestleMania 10? Or do you think that there could be some, in general, some uh, some benefits of Lex Luger winning? I think Lex Luger should have won at SummerSlam. <laughs> like, I don't think that they should have prolonged it to mania and i don't think that they that they thought that either because there's a clear reason why there are two winners to that royal rumble and there's a reason why brett ends up with the belt i think that vince probably felt he owed luger wrestlemania since he promised it to him so they came up with that but i think that if you were gonna have luger go over it should have been at summerslam yeah, I think definitively once you've decided to not run with him at SummerSlam when you are pushing that super All-American against the Japanese sumo wrestler um, angle. <laughs> the Samoan Japanese guy. Yeah. The, quote, yeah, yeah, the Samoan Japanese guy, yeah. Once you've decided to not run with your All-American conquering hero, your replacement to Hulk Hogan as the WWE champion, then you're pretty much like, doing it now would just be a complete waste of time. The, the only benefit to doing it is the potential likelihood that Lex Luger would stay on longer than he ended up staying in WWE um, and not going to WCW with that big whole angle associated with uh, them, the first Nitro. So and you can't but, even guarantee that because Nash is champion for a year and out the door anyway. In the grand scheme of things, I think Bret Hart was the right decision. Yeah, I mean, I look at the way that some of this history played out, and I mean, I'm not going to mince words here. I am a much bigger Bret Hart fan than Lex Luger, so that's uh, already a thing that's kind of pushing me in the way of, no, I wouldn't want to give up Bret Hart's moment and another one of his title reigns and everything that kind of comes along with it just to be able to say, well, you know, Luger won the title and whatever. I still think that Luger at least should have won like a tag title or maybe the intercontinental championship or had a brief run with the title. Maybe they give it to him in SummerSlam or something, maybe do something with him. Cause it is weird that he is one of those guys. That's one of the biggest possible names that never won a single championship in WWE. Like, Jake the Snake never won a single title. And, you know, Rowdy Rowdy Piper, of course, won the Intercontinental title. But, like, yeah, it's not quite the same as winning the world title. And if you at least win something, then I can feel like it's Luger got at least some of his uh, just dues. But in the grand scheme of it, I don't think that Lex Luger should have. But we're going to talk about the idea anyway. You know, what if, just because we don't think that that would be the best case scenario, what if that's what they ended up doing? And, uh, you know, some different things that cycle around that kind of idea. So one of the uh, questions that I had going into this, I actually rewatched WrestleMania 10 last night when I was just working on like the graphics and stuff for this. 
if we're going with the idea of backtracking and trying to book Lex Luger wins the title at WrestleMania. Do you guys change the Royal Rumble and do you keep it just Brett against Owen and Luger wins the Royal Rumble and that's it? It's just Luger versus Yokozuna straight up. He beats Yoko. Owen and Brett fight. There is no double winner. Or do you stick with the double winner thing? So I had blocked out some key moments but it was all based around the idea that I guess we cannot change the Royal Rumble but then upon doing that I thought of course the easiest thing to do here is to just change Royal Rumble and Luger wins definitively and then Luger beats Yoko but the way that I played it out in my mind I have a whole at least general plot points of okay, it's still the two matches and the two people. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for the the way that the Royal Rumble played out, staying the same, because I think it sets an interesting precedent for the Royal Rumble, that it was an interesting way to finish the match. Like nowadays, we look at the fact that way too many people have won from the number one position when you consider the fact that the idea is it's a 30-man match and the first person has to start and go through the entire thing, it's highly unlikely that person should win multiple times. And we've had, like, what, six, seven winners from either number one or number two spots, something like that. So this was actually a different ending to the Rumble, which we've only ever seen one more time, and that was by complete accident that it happened with Batista and John Cena. So, so yeah, I think that it was a unique finish. And I would have kept it the same. So how would you, if you kept it the same, how would you shuffle around the WrestleMania card? You don't. Um, I, well, you I have to have at some point a... because Luger, it, it, you would either have to have like Luger against Brett in the final match or you'd have to switch the layup of the matches, you know. I would I would have had Owen injure Brett at the end of their match. So then I'd Brett had, doesn't get the match against Yoko? Yeah, Brett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Brett, yeah, so Brett uh, is forced out of the the rest of the night. You basically tell the story that I would you you'd have to switch the results. You'd have to have Brett beat Owen instead. And Owen gets pissed and essentially assaults him. Or you could even tell the story of like you he assaults Brett with a steel chair at the end, like takes out his leg or something. You have Luger beat Yokozuna for the title, and then you have Brett come out like bravely try and wrestle the match, but due to his injury, Lex is able to win the second match and retain t- the title. Or the more interesting approach is that because of the crowd, the title was somewhat turning against Lex Luger by this point, is that you have Lex beat Yokozuna and try and be the all-conquering like babyface hero, and then you head down a kind of Kurt Angle American hero position where he's a bit annoyed that the crowd aren't cheering for him over Bret Hart. And so he gets pissed and he cheats to win and you make him a heel champion moving forward with Brett as his obvious challenger. Because my first reaction to this was, well, then I probably just wouldn't have Brett win the Royal Rumble. And the easiest way to do it is you just cut that match off the card. You don't have Brett versus Yoko. Instead, that um, was a 10 man tag or no, not 10 man tag. Um, yeah, ten minutes. Yeah, ten, it was a 10-man tag. Um, let me just double-check yeah. what it was. It was a Smoking Guns, Bob Holly, and Tatanka, and the 1-2-3 Kid. 
against the head shrinkers, IRS, Jeff Jarrett, and uh, Rick the Model Martell. That got cut for time purposes. Boy, we really missed out on that. Yeah, I mean, it's funny when I'm when I'm watching WrestleMania 10 last night. Uh, you know, they're going through and they're like showing some WrestleMania moments from the past. So they're showing like Hogan slamming Andre and you know uh, the very first WrestleMania. They're showing some clips from that and stuff. And you got the uh, men on a mission beat the Quebecers by count out. And then they hold the titles as if they've won it. And Vince is like, well, that was certainly a WrestleMania moment for the books or whatever. It's like, fuck you. Does anybody remember no, men on a mission winning a DQ tag team match? No, it's not fucking WrestleMania moments. So no Mount Rushmore of WrestleMania moments are going to be, you know, counting that shit. But I think realistically, then you go with the idea that Lex Luger wins the Royal Rumble. Bret Hart comes up short, probably because of Owen. You lead to Owen versus Bret at WrestleMania. They do that match. Kind of a downer if Owen wins that. And then Bret doesn't do the whole comeback at the end. But hey, you know, I mean, that shit happens. Seals win. And then you have that 10-man tag on the card. And you just cut the Bret and Yoko match. Ends with Luger beating yoko there's probably not any kind of special guest referee thing too because that's another thing that we can get into the reason why lex luger loses this match at wrestlemania is because mr perfect is the special guest referee and there's a whole bit of shenanigans where luger's got yokozuna down he hit him with the for some reason not illegal (laughs) metallic plate forearm uh, situation and he's going for the pin, and since he had already taken Jim Cornette, tossed him in the ring, Mr. Fuji's in the ring, Mr. Perfect just spends a few seconds with each one of them, not counting the pinfall. And then, of course, Luger pushes Mr. Perfect, so Mr. Perfect DQs him, and you've got your keeping the baby face strong, but he comes up short scenario. You can't have that happen, obviously, if Luger wins the title here. So do you guys think... You got a different outcome with the same Mr. Perfect as a, the special guest referee. Do you not include a special guest referee at all? Do you put a different person in there? How would you go about that? So, first of all, I would completely have everything the same at Mania except Luger beats Yoko and goes on to face Brett at the end of the night. I don't think the special guest referees add anything to the story. But, you know, if you have them there, you just don't have perfect Buck Luger since I don't know why they suddenly were like, yeah, perfect is a heel again because he was babyface back in November when the last time you saw him. So I would just have Luger beat Yoko and you know he gets his moment and now he has to get by Bret Hart who is the fightingest WF champion of all time and Bret is now determined to win because he's already lost to his rotten little brother Owen and you would go to the match in that way but I think I'd keep the special reference I would probably not have perfect special guest referee, but I would keep Roddy Piper as the guest referee for the main the main main event, where the match would end up being. 
And the primary reason for that is star power. Because I don't, we're um, as I as I always like to bring up, we're in this era where WWE is just dead in the water, and frankly, WWE is dead in the water, and all professional wrestling is dead in the water. Nobody cares about it anymore. So, just adding someone who has that carries over that legacy from the period where wrestling was at its hottest at the time um, would maybe be an incentive for some people to watch or tune in. So that would be the only reason for it. I don't think it would add anything to the match, but it adds something to the actual drawing power of that match. Can you think of anybody that you would potentially switch Mr. Perfect with? Like maybe have Macho Man be the guest referee instead of Wrestling Crush or... Uh, no, I, don't, I, don't know know. Both, I don't know why both WWE Championship matches need to have a special guest referee. It's like the first one you can probably get away with not having it in the same way that Brett versus Owen doesn't have a special guest referee attached to it you only do it for the final final main event because that's when you crown the like completely set in stone this is the ww champion moving forward because there's one person on this lineup based off of what at least um smackdown hotels got for march of 94 that i think would have worked really well in that scenario you figure if you don't want to go with the mr perfect screws lex luger angle Talk about a really good special guest referee to be the American hero beats Yokozuna. Sergeant Slaughter. We're removed from WrestleMania 7. He's not. That's, you could definitely have Sergeant Slaughter. And he, he's got, like, I'm going to lay down the law and make sure that I can uh, prevent any outside interference types and he kind of transitions the American hero thing onto Lex Luger. I think that that could have worked out pretty well. So slaughter is a good one. I also like Callum believe that the main event should have, and I would keep Piper in main event. So I naturally kept perfect as well. But if I was going to play around and just put in a special guest referee, I think I would, uh, we're not in Texas, but I'd probably move it up and see if I could get Chuck Norris. Because the whole idea, the reason the matches had the referees is because of uh, Cornette and Fuji and all the shenanigans. Mm-hmm. So that the Luger match would definitely need it because Luger's going to go over. And I think I would try to get a, a, like a Walker to Stranger. The Sergeant Slaughter one is a very good one. Um, somebody who would uphold, you know, all things righteous. And that's why I said I don't think Perfect is necessarily bad because... Perfect was one of the top baby faces last time he was seen in the company. They just decided to go with the heel turn. Well, since since Luger's a baby face now and you guys fought last year, we're just gonna have you fight. So one idea that I had thinking about this is the whole coin toss thing. The way that that goes down, of course, that's what leads to Bret Hart's going to have a match before the Yokozuna one because it's only fair that, you know, whoever gets the first championship match is going to have to fight again, whoever retains the title or wins the title. And the challenger shouldn't just go into it completely cold and everything, too. We got Bret versus Owen, Luger versus Yokozuna. Owen beats Bret, doesn't matter. It's not like Owen gets the title shot. Yoko beats Luger, then we get Yoko versus Bret. The alternative idea of the coin toss going differently 
where Luger goes last is another thing. If you're trying to figure out a way Brett versus Yoko happens, there's no Owen Hart match. But Luger needs to have a match prior to the Yoko one. What do you book for him? Well, they were going to book Crush. And that just can't happen because... He's got the Randy Savage one, too. If you have, and I think they might have already booted him out at this point, Ludwig Borga, but like I'm not... I would never sit here and... Uh, he's not on the roster that I can see. Right. See, so they were already out of the way. I think that would have been the one because that was the only guy they brought in for Borga to fight. Um, I really couldn't even think of anybody decent enough. Diesel's not ready yet. Bam Bam's dude clowning around on this <laughs> night. So, you know, I would really think that the best way to do it is you got to have Brett fight Owen. I'd, this is the one aspect of the whole thing that I don't think you can change. Yeah, I, I agree. It's not even worth the discussion about who Luger would fight because you can't sacrifice that Brett and I match. I mean, in retrospect, we're all agreeing. Like, this went down the right way. But if you're booking it in WWE 94 terms where you don't know that that's the best case scenario or whatever... I mean, you are building towards that Brett and Owen thing, so it kind of feels like you have to do it no matter what. But then again, look at what we got for WrestleMania going on this year. Out of nowhere, we're getting Omos versus uh, Brock Lesnar. That's not locked in yet. We'll talk about it on the hot tag. (laughs) And the Bray Wyatt thing. There is nothing at all. If you skip the SmackDown segment where he goes, hey, I guess I'll fight one of those two, you would have no idea why this is. It's not a feud yet. It's for some reason they're, they're announcing it. So... Based off of, you know, wrestling history and everything, WWE could have very easily just been like, you know what? It's Luger against, uh, I don't know, uh, Jeff Jarrett. And then they could have just been like, that. that's it, you know? But Mr. Perfect's an option. Because if they wanted to do this whole thing with Mr. Perfect and all, very easily could have just it been like... An option. Perfect had just randomly been like, yep, I'm going to cash in on my Lloyd's London. I'm not going to wrestle anymore, but they still had him. That's how they made him a referee. When's the next time that he wrestles after this? Do you know offhand? 1997? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there's no follow-up match then? There's zero follow-up. No, he never has a match in WWE after this. Huh. All right, well then, roll that out then. Uh, until, (laughs) until, Until 2002, should I say. He does, like, he teases a comeback in 96 where it looks like he's going to fight Triple H, but then he just swears Mark Marrow and teams with Triple H. Hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, you rule that out. Crush definitely does seem like the top guy because he is one of the big monster heels. He is one of the you know major marquee types, and that's why they put him with Randy Savage and all. But another idea that I've got going on here with this, which is not something that I would really like be like oh you know this is what i would do or anything who's to say that luger doesn't just win the title and then drop the title if you want to do some kind of first time ever type thing at wrestlemania what if luger beats yoko brett loses to owen and you've got the luger and brett thing that we were talking about earlier and brett wins luger's the first guy to win the belt 
at WrestleMania and drop it at WrestleMania. No, he's not. How about Yoko did it last year? Oh crap! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I really hate that the Brett and Yoko and Hulk Hogan thing. I really hate that. But I mean, even then, that could be another way to be like, "Look, it's crazy WrestleMania." You know, whatever. Again, this is not at all what I would be wanting to do. I, you know, I my, I like Bret Hart as champion. <laughs> in my world, I would consider that because I think you can have a great babyface versus babyface match, Luger. Gets the hey, you got to vanquish the four and heal, and we get to go with Brett anyway. But when thinking about this for this exercise, I definitely thought we're going with Luger, even if it isn't the way that anybody thinks it should go. We're going with Luger. Just definitively, Luger leaves with the belt. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, in this what if Luger wins the championship. All he needs to do is win the championship. He doesn't need to retain it. Correct. But in the interest of yeah. fleshing an idea out, I, I thought beyond what do we do, what do we do at Mania? Yeah. What about you, Callum? Do you think that there's any like any kind of validity to that kind of an idea? Again, I personally oh, yeah, cool. hate it, but like you know, what about the idea of Luger wins and drops it? I mean, as I say, anything it's the is possible. happiest ending, probably. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So any, anything, yeah, anything is possible in that regard. And I mean, it it would still completely feed into my logic out of this, which is for this really to work and for this rain to work beyond like whether you carry it on with Lex Luger or you want to maintain Luger's position towards the top of the card beyond this point, you have to use WrestleMania as WrestleMania as a vehicle to turn him heel. Right. So he can do that either way. Um, beating Brett when he's already injured or cheating to beat Brett to retain the championship in the second match or he can do it by getting pissed off about the fact that he loses to Brett Hart uh, laying him out with the um, bionic elbow whatever you want to rephrase it and then um, and then you know then you feud then you start the feud with Brett Hart which can lead into SummerSlam or another event moving forward and then Brett's kind of fighting two fronts where he's still having the rivalry with Owen, but then he's also got to deal with Lex at the same time. So, yeah, I think that as as long as it ended up with Lex turning heel, either as champion or as the number one contender, then that's the way this WrestleMania should have gone. Or could have gone and made it better. I don't... As I, I think the... The general idea is that we're all kind of okay with Brett being the champion yeah. on this point. But, <laughs> oh, if, sure. but if you are going that route, if, if you're going with the route of Lever Luger being the champion or continuing up towards the main event, then he needs to, to turn heel here, I think. So we'll explore some ideas of heel Luger, babyface Luger, etc. But before we get into that, let me just remind everybody that we have a Dusty Rhodes Road to WrestleMania contest going on right now on SmartGamma.com where you can win a Dusty Rhodes Funko Pop to celebrate that Cody Rhodes is going on to WrestleMania more than likely is going to beat Roman Reigns, especially now that Roman Reigns is not even on the advertisement material for money in the bank to come up after mania. So if you are interested in getting a little piece of history and celebrating some old dusty Rhodes Funko pop kind of uh, fun, then go ahead and enter that contest sponsored by fun.com and uh you know we got a little couple more weeks that you can take part in that so do that as many times as you can because there are 
pretty much no limitations of how many times you can enter the contest too. So lots of different ways for you to enter, lots of different ways for you to potentially win. And I want to remind everybody as well, not only that I have a bunch of sirens in my background that I can't <laughs> help out with, but that we also are going to be talking a lot more about pro wrestling family dynasties very soon with the Smart Madness tournament coming up soon. So stay tuned for that on smartmmo.com as well. So let's get into some of these other topics that we were just talking about. Now, whether he's the champion, he's leaving, he, you know, Brett's the champion afterward, et cetera. Let's explore some of these kind of concepts because it's not just somebody wins the belt and that's the end of it. It's not the end of the story. The story's got to continue. You know, somebody doesn't win the belt and then that's the series finale. No more WWF. You've got the Luger leaving with the belt babyface scenario. Let's explore that first. Who does he feud with after? Who does he eventually drop the title to? At what point does he drop the title? Where do you think that they would potentially go? Or where do you think that you would potentially go if you were a booker in that time? So I blocked out solely the pay-per-views. And yeah, I you don't need him- to book the European tour or <laughs> I have him with Lawler at the King of the Ring. I have him with Diesel at SummerSlam. And I have him still dropping the title to Backlund at Survivor Series. I have him with Lawler at King of the Ring because as cheesy as it is, he's going to. Lawler can do the whole, I'm the king of wrestling, and I also want to be the champion. Luger, because he's so Yankee Doodle Dandy, is just like. This is America. We don't have kings, and I'm going to overthrow you. <laughs> and it's a fine main event for the King of the Ring event. Especially because you got the reality, tournament in there. Brett, in reality, fought Diesel at that event in a champion versus champion match. I'm pushing that back to SummerSlam. But really, also, in the underneath all of this, I'm telling the story of Bret Hart and his redemption. And he lost twice at Mania. Owen's in his head. He tries to re-enter the King of the Ring tournament, gets screwed out of it by Anvil, who then goes on to help Owen win, as he did in real life. And I'm going to go with uh, Diesel keeps the IC title for a bit longer just to do the champion versus champion at SummerSlam. You still do the steel cage match between Owen and Brad. It's just a grudge match this time. You do, you know, you still have your Undertaker versus Undertaker. It's kind of a triple main event scenario, but it's, you know, Luger's still in a big match and he's fighting a big challenger in Diesel. And there's no DQ finish, but he'll beat Diesel by a count out. Or maybe you could even do a DQ and Sean gets involved. But you're keeping Diesel strong because outside of dropping the IC belt back to Razor... You're still going, I'm still in my head going with Diesel and um, Backlund eventually dropping the belt to Diesel. For my summer, for my Survivor Series, the way you get here is exactly what they did with Brett. Luger defends against Backlund on some episode of Superstars, goes to shake his hand, Backlund snaps, puts him in the Chicken wing, all that good stuff. Backlund's argument then becomes 
I see what they're doing to you. I was the all-American boy, and they turned on me. They're going to turn on you. Mm. But you go with um, the submission match. I would still do that, except Luger has Tonka in his corner. And this whole time, you still have the old story of Ibiasi trying to get Luger to join with him. I can protect you. The corporation can protect you. Eventually... Tonka sells out to the Million Dollar Man, throws in the towel for Luger. That's how you get Luger out of the title picture. You get it on the backland, who gets it on the Diesel. You get, you know, you go through Diesel, Sean. Brett eventually gets his win back against Owen at Mania 11. Luger fights Tatanka in a cage. Everything kind of ends up back to where we go, but you do give Luger a run as champion. And that's the brief idea of what I blocked out for Luger as a babyface world champion. So who do you have with uh, Luger at Mania 11? Tatanka in a steel cage. So for the most part, what you're suggesting, you essentially just you remove a Bret Hart championship reign. You pivot instead of it's Bret Hart versus Bob Acklin at Mania 11 the Owen feud still going on. It's Owen in a no DQ match. So the I'm taking, there's Owen no allied powers obviously, but that's like right, a there's waste. There's no allied powers yet. You could, if you really wanted to, like I thought about even making, if you're going to do it, make the McDavid boy, the King of the ring and have Owen and Brett take each other out. But Davey boy's not there until SummerSlam. So I tried to play within the reasonable factors mm-hmm. of what happened. I went with Tonka in a cage because that happens on like the Raw or something before Mania anyway. Just do it at Mania. And same thing with Brett Nolan in an ODQ. It happens right after Mania. Just do it at Mania. So you get everything kind of in a happy place. I kind of like this scenario. I mean, obviously, again, I still don't want to remove the Bret Hart title reign, but I think you mapped that out really, really well. Like, I, there's nothing at all except for maybe crush along the way that I can think of, of being like, maybe you visit that for something, but you know, I mean, whether you do that at King of the ring or SummerSlam or just, you know, that Monday night raw feud or well, they didn't really have a Monday night raw feuds like that for the title back then. But I don't think I could book anything better than that by any means. Yeah. Any minds, uh, anything in mind, Callum for babyface. Luger, at least. Oh, absolutely. Um, not that, that is bad, but uh, I'm just uh, I've got my own uh, ideas. So I think again, just focusing primarily on the pay per view side of things. If you're going to consist, uh, going to uh, persist with uh, Lex Luger as a baby face, I think King in the Ring has to, would be Shawn Michaels. I think you decide. Yeah, I think you keep Shawn Michaels heel, mm-hmm. and you convince him to work, <laughs> and you. <laughs> And you have him uh, lose, and you can then do the process of Michael slowly turning baby face and having that match, the rematch with uh, Razor Ramon at uh, SummerSlam for the Intercontinental Championship. And he can continue down that route for a while and just be like a long serving Intercontinental Champion. Uh, I'm not super keen or in any way really interested in Diesel being Intercontinental Champion. I don't think, I don't think he's, he would need it realistically. Um, then you move on to SummerSlam, and I think SummerSlam 
you have one or two choices. You can either go with Diesel and do the whole giant thing. Or if you're really desperate to you continue Ooh, the all American <laughs> Get some kind of glitch with our audio right there. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, it's like either Diesel to do the whole giant slang thing, because I'd have him beat Diesel one way or the other. Or if you again want to push the all American act, then you put him against uh Borger. And it wouldn't be a good match by any stretch of the imagination, but if you're yeah, if you're really trying to hark on the international thing and what appeals to audiences at this point in time, or what you think appeals to audiences at this point in time, then you would put him against the evil foreigner and have him get a big victory in SummerSlam. But basically the victory he should have got at SummerSlam 93, he then gets at SummerSlam 94 instead. Against, or you could even do a rematch with Yoko if you really wanted to and have, the sim- have a similar effect. Um, my change is that he again. I I think that I would have him drop the title at Survivor Series. My change is that he drops the title to Owen Hart. Hmm. So you have I, my again. This the subplot that's going alongside it is that you're continuing the feud between Owen and Brett in the background, which is why Brett isn't chasing the WWE title because he's feuding with Owen. And then you essentially have Davey Boy come back at SummerSlam, and he aligns with Owen. They have the steel cage match that they had for the title at SummerSlam 94, but this time Owen wins. Like Brett is properly injured, like put on the shelf at this point, and Owen gets to proclaim that he is the real King of Hearts because of that. And then you build Owen up some more. He then fights Lex Luger for the WWE Championship at Survivor Series. He gets the victory through some kind of shenanigans, probably through Davy Boy's involvement or whatever, but he ends up winning the title. And then you go to SummerSlam night, to Royal Rumble 95, and you have Brett win the Royal Rumble instead of uh, Sean. And then the main event of WrestleMania 95 is Brett versus Owen for the WWE Championship. And you told the whole cyclical story of uh, that was the opener of WrestleMania 10, and now it's the main event of WrestleMania 11. And now the stakes are even higher than they ever were before. Did you think about some alternative? Like, what would you do with Luger for Mania 11? What would you do with Diesel and Sean? I mean, Luger was kind of, like, far from my mind at that point because I don't know what he would do that would be in any way super important. I, maybe you go against Davey if you're doing the story of how, like, Davey's helped screw him out and Davey Boysmith is aligned with Owen, then you do Lex versus Davey Boysmith. And mm-hmm. um, Sean, Sean's, at this point for me, is just purely in a Cornell champion. And so I just have him defending the Cornell title against someone like maybe a babyface Diesel at that point. Well, I'd have Michael's be babyface now at this point. Oh, that's right. You got Jeff Jarrett. So yeah, could, yeah, it could even be a heel Jeff Jarrett. It could be a heel Diesel. Could be a um, could be Oko. Could be literally anyone who's heel. Because in the grand scheme of things, Michael's win in '95, despite it being from the number one spot, is really inconsequential. Yeah, all that happens is Diesel beats him. Sean waits, you know, he, he turns baby face, they wait, come back around about the next year, and then, yeah. Yeah, so so what I would do is just have Michaels not be, win the World Rumble, because I think Brett would make more sense. He gets his one definitive, like, after the the double win last year, it's like he's fully the winner of this Royal Rumble. Him against Owen would be, like, it, it, in my mind at least, it would be a bigger match than uh, Michaels and Diesel was. And it also have the more potential to main event rather than Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam Bigelow, which ended up which ended up main eventing WrestleMania 11. So, and then you just have Michaels 
like the baby face and he wins the uh wins the WWE champion wins the Royal Rumble in 96 and wins the WWE championship in 96 against Bret in this and basically you can just reset the timeline from there at that point like everything else beyond Bret Hart winning the title in 95 the only thing that you don't get is a WWE title run for Diesel but as as you know I really don't give a fuck about that so you just keep Bret champion he wins uh he beats Owen at WrestleMania 11 holds the title until WrestleMania 12 yep I mean I'm not opposed to this kind of setup either <laughs> Uh, looking at it in general terms, I was kind of booking with the idea in mind of Babyface Luger wins the belt at WrestleMania. At this point, they pretty much had a a goal in mind. If you drop the title, you're going to drop it at either SummerSlam or Survivor Series. So I was like, all right, well, you know, I highly doubt I'd be able to convince them that he drops the belt at mania back to uh brett or that he he drops it at king of the ring or whatever but the list of the people that i had in mind that he could potentially feud with i mean we we've talked about it you know there's jeff jarrett there's jerry the king lawler there's crush there's uh there the bob Backlund thing i didn't think about the whole like yeah you're the american guy and i used to be the american guy that's pretty cool um diesel was still a heel during this time frame so if you want to give him some like, you know, giant that he needs to beat, you could do another thing with Yoko, but I'm not a big fan of repeating things too much as everybody has heard a million times of me being like, stop doing the match over and over again. So in my mind, I probably never would have had another Yokozuna and Lex Luger match. It probably would have been more. He beats Diesel by DQ or, or count out. He beats, uh, maybe he has a little program with Owen Hart come out of, WrestleMania because Owens beat Brett. The idea being by SummerSlam or Survivor Series, I most likely would have had him drop that belt. I highly doubt I would have booked an entire year's worth of Lex Luger. And ultimately, at the end of the day, I mean, they didn't have the foresight to go with Shawn Michaels' babyface by the time WrestleMania 11 came around. So I would have to assume that's off the table. Diesel was somebody that they wanted to make a new Hulk Hogan. So how do you get to babyface Diesel and how do you do that whole thing? I probably would have had Luger drop the title at around SummerSlam or so. He probably would have lost to either you go with Shawn Michaels beats him and you'd go with like, oh my God, like that's a surprising kind of thing. Or maybe that happens at Survivor Series just to be a little bit like, they're getting more into the idea about that. And maybe diesel beats Sean at mania diesel wins the, uh, the 1995 Royal rumble and goes to, to beat Sean probably would have been about what I would have done. Sean with maybe with diesel's help or something beats Luger. Eventually diesel turns baby face, wins the Royal rumble and beats Sean Luger at mania at that point. I don't know at WrestleMania 11 what I would have done with him. There's not many options here. So maybe that would have been like him against King Kong Bundy and Undertaker does something better. <laughs> I mean, the allied powers thing is that's something maybe I would have just no, kept not. that too. You not, know? The way, not the way they did it. Not, not the not blue the brothers, but like maybe the allied powers against Owen and Yoko. Maybe that would have happened then or. I guess Bret Hart, no one would have potentially feuded, but yeah, you know, I mean, there's, there's ways around it. So I probably would have done something along those lines, but now if we open up the idea of Luger as a heel, 
like Callum was suggesting, Luger turns heel at WrestleMania, comes out of that as now the new top villain of the whole thing. What ideas did you have in mind for what to do with him as a heel? So nothing, honestly, nothing spectacular. My, my actual ideas for him as a babyface are almost better, but that's because I'm, I would use his babyface run as a means to project Owen Hart into the main event instead. And Lex Luger would be like essentially the, the, uh, a long-term transitional champion almost, holding that title for a while so he can actually get to Owen and Brett feuding over the belt. As um, as a heel, I just would have him drop the title to Brett SummerSlam. Like, I mean, he'd obviously have to fight someone at... Uh, um, if fights someone at King of the Rings, so that could probably be, I don't know. As I say, it's difficult in this era because basically everyone is terrible, and or like not not over enough to really merit fighting for the title. You probably have to have Especially, him against Undertaker, or now he's probably still injured. Then, right? Yeah, so yeah, Undertaker's still injured, and Michaels is heel, and Diesel's heel, and Razor Center Continental I guess Champion. Ray's, I guess. It, I mean, yeah, you could do champion versus champion if you wanted to do Razor, like fighting for it. Like other than that, you'd have to go with someone like like drag Randy Savage out for a match, or just for the sake the sake of doing that. Yeah, other than that, you're really really scraping the bottom of the barrel to try and find a babyface that's worth him fighting against. Baby boy's not available, and you don't want to just go straight back to Brett. Yeah, doink. You, you can't really doink, realistically. Good. You could do Bob. You could do Bob Ackland, like babyface Bob Ackland, like and get and do the whole. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Bob Holly. He was the former. Yeah. <laughs> nah. And then, no, because then you'd have to give him the belt. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think no. At least with Bob Ackland, you do have the story of like he was the, as Rob said earlier, he's the former All American guy, and so he's there to take it from. Lex Luger, who's kind of slipping between, still professing to be American, an American hero, but has slipped into his more egotistical, narcissist type character, but still sporting the red, white, and blue, and still pretending like he's like that everyone's American he- hero. I mean, I, I think it would work better for Lex's character. I think Lex coming out and still coming out with the like this Stars and Stripes Forever type music, and him like blowing kisses to the crowd and. Like walking around as if he's the and and t- talking about promos or starting it, starting every single promo saying as your American hero or, but I know that works because Kurt Angle did it so well and I think that would work well with uh, Lex as well because Lex wasn't the worst promo he's definitely not the best of all time but I think he could make it work but the real thing that hampers Lex Luger's potential as a heel champion is the lack of strong baby faces be outside mm-hmm. of Bret Hart. So, so that's why I would just have him turn heel to essentially, essentially eat up six months of the year until you get to SummerSlam, or well, five, six months of the year until you get to SummerSlam, and then you have Brett beat him, and he becomes, he becomes like, yeah, the babyface champion. He gets that title run that he would have had anyway, and the only difference then at that point is, at that point, I kind of forget a little bit about Luger. Because he'd just be a heel at this point, and you can have him feuding with any sort of baby faces in the mid card. He could become an Cornell champion. Like he, he, if you go with the actual steps of making sure Michael's baby face in '94 instead of waiting until '95, you could have him defend the Intercontinental title against Lex Luger at WrestleMania 11 instead, or something along those lines. Or have them just be feuding over the title for a little while, 
with Lex being a champion and defending against Sean at WrestleMania instead. So there's different routes you can go there. And I think with Brett, I would just essentially build until WrestleMania 11 and have Diesel beat him at WrestleMania 11 for the title. And then he'll, he'll Diesel go. beats Brett, uh, babyface Brett yeah. at WrestleMania 11. And then you pretty much you can pretty much reset the timeline at that point. We we essentially go with Diesel as champion until he drops it to Brett in the same kind of match. The only difference being that when he drops the title to Brett, he's not a babyface and then turns heel. He's just a heel at that point, and then he can go on to fight the Undertaker at WrestleMania 12 and eventually leave the company in '96. And then you just switch to Michaels versus Brett at WrestleMania 12 as well. So realistically, you don't have to change much about the timeline there. You still Diesel still gets his title reign. Brett gets the same number of title reigns. The only difference being that Lex gets, a, gets to be champion for about four months or so. Wouldn't that be just um, Brett loses the belt at Mania 9, Brett comes up short Mania 10, Brett drops the belt at Diesel at Mania 11, Brett drops the belt at Mania 12 then? That might just be yeah. Brett's lot in life. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, think, I think that's... I mean, yeah, the only alternative would be that... Um, like Diesel's title run is between I don't know between Survivor Series and WrestleMania instead, or maybe even like like Royal Rumble and WrestleMania instead, and you just have Brett be champion all the way through '95 to '96 by having him win the match. But I, I don't think that there's anything too wrong with Brett losing those matches. You can even tell the story going into um, WrestleMania 13 that he's lost so many times at WrestleMania. That's what makes him go that extra step when when uh fighting stone cold. stone cold steve austin yeah and, and and the double turn so that could be the real story to it the fact that he's so desperate to set his rec- wrestlemania record strike that he goes that extra level of aggression and that's can that can demonstrate his heel turn that can be the catalyst for his heel turn so there are ways around it it's so weird looking back like WrestleMania 13 feels so different from WrestleMania 11, doesn't it? All of the other things, yeah. It just and seems like that couple years apart. That transition from 11 to 12 doesn't seem too crazy, but that 12 to 13 factoring in WrestleMania 11, or the 11 to 13, like uh, it, it seems like it's a completely different scenario, it, it, especially 10 to 13. Kind of like more of a mo- it is so much more of a market shift at those point in times because realistically, and maybe I'm speaking a bit out of turn and you guys have a completely different opinion, but I I could probably see like WrestleMania 39 has a similar vibe to what WrestleMania 29 was. Oh, God. Oh, I, don't, I, don't put that out there. I mean, I know we're all feeling that, but I'm yeah. trying not to <laughs> outwardly say it, but there's a, there's a shot, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think with the 11 to 13 transition... 11 to 12 makes sense. 12 to 13 makes sense. The shift comes in where you have like the Monday Night War. It really does, as cliche as it is to talk about, change so much of the way wrestling is viewed that without that connection point, 11 to 13 seems wildly different. And 10 to 13, even more so, because you've got oh my God. like. That's, you know, WrestleMania 10's got like, oh, we're doing the first ever ladder match and there's only one ladder in there. And then you get to WrestleMania 13 and it's just sort of like, all right, we're getting into the Attitude Era here. And like, yeah, what? and here's all this blood. <laughs> and you figure it's even weirder too. Timeline stuff always throws me off because you go, oh, well, that's a couple years. And you go, yeah, it's WrestleMania 10 to 13. 
count back to WrestleMania three years prior from where we are right now. It's the pandemic one. (laughs) It's WrestleMania 36. Like what? That's the crazy thing about it to me. Really like take a second. Everybody think of from WrestleMania 10 to WrestleMania 13 and then think of WrestleMania 2020 to WrestleMania 23. It's nuts. WrestleMania 2023, I should say. Not back in time. To 23. Um, the other idea that I had uh, for heel Lex Luger, which is the complete opposite of what we got. Instead of Tatanka joining Ted DiBiase's crew as a heel, what if he's the baby face and you go with this like you're the super all American hero and it's kind of obnoxious and all. Can, and can, also can I flesh out that idea. Okay. You got that in mind about the whole taking over native American land. <laughs> I did go that far. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, while Callum was talking, I wanted to think about what I would do to turn Luger heel. And how do you, as a heel Luger, how do you get there? And the reality is in 1994, anyway, DiBiase is going to start to form the Million Dollar Corporation. So you just go back to in the main event with Luger and Brett while Owen has hyper distracted. Um, DiBiase shows up. Luger takes off the elbow pad, um, knocks out Brett with the forearm, one, two, three. And then you have Luger be the heel champion of the Million Dollar corporation and if you wanted him to justify it he could say yeah i vanquished the 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 foreign heel we were giving up too much manufacturing space (laughs) to japan anyway that's capitalism american dollars is where it's at capitalism it's where it's at if you were going to turn luger heel that's what i do and then you have him drop it to taker at 11 Taker's whole thing from ninety from SummerSlam ninety four through SummerSlam ninety five is the million dollar corporation. So we cut out some of that stuff. We still do fake Undertaker. We still, you know, maybe you do IRS, but instead of a god awful match with King Kong Bundy, Taker beats Luger for the belt. And then, in my mind anyway, you have the reliability. And star power of Bret Hart. You have a guy who, unlike Diesel and Luger, is going to be with your company forever. And you have somebody who can say, yes, this is a new generation. You know, Undertaker is a new generation guy. And a dead man being a babyface is a very new generation idea. And also, as simple as it is, the fucking logo is purple anyway. Like, (laughs) it could really all be built around undertaker instead of all of the other things that were happening at that show so in the brief time that Callum was talking that is the brief skeleton of an idea that i came up with i thought you were gonna say with the tatanka thing that you were gonna uh, pitch the whole native american uh thing no i wasn't thinking let's take over a native american land that (laughs) didn't cross my mind which probably wouldn't have crossed my mind back then either because that wasn't something that was as talked about back then it just sounds oh, crazy they, because they it's like, of you know, casinos, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, well, then they go back to uh, the Trump <laughs> casino and that's how they have their Alania there. 
Um, so that's the idea of uh, heel Luger. We we all are in the idea though. None of us, whether he's a heel or a babyface, can even imagine necessarily dragging out Luger wins the title of WrestleMania 10 and he's holding it by Mania 11. We've all transitioned. Either he's dropping it to Owen, he's dropping it to Diesel, he's dropping it to Taker, he's dropping it to Brett along the way. He's feuding with people like Razor and Jared and, uh, you know, all these different kind of other scenarios. But it does ultimately come back to we still find ourselves funneling back into we want to get back to Brett versus Sean. And not necessarily just from that match, but like we want babyface Sean, we want Brett to hold the championship, we want to steer back toward restoring that timeline and and snipping the uh, the branch timeline off. So ultimately, what would happen in our scenarios? What if Lex Luger had won the championship? I mean, he just would have been champion. He would have had a title reign, and then we would have gotten back around to some of the other things you know diesel wouldn't have had a year-long reign or brett wouldn't have fought owen in the steel cage with the belt involved or you know these little changes that i'm sure butterfly effects go on and who knows if they're trying to book around lex luger then maybe they switch up what happens with bulldog and maybe they switch up they don't have owen hart and yokozuna team up and you know i mean everything like that kind of falls but we're not looking at this as like, okay, you get rid of Ric Flair and oh my God, there's no Shawn Michaels in the future. There's no Triple H in the future. There's, you know, like, I think it ultimately yeah. works out still. Yeah. I mean, this is a very inconsequential thing. And at the end of the day, it would have been awesome for him to have that. And again, I, I have to go back to 93 because it's a very weird year where for a brief moment in time, for six months, Lex Luger and the Steiner brothers are the top baby faces in WWE. And then they're just gone. You know what I mean? Like, then we just sort of reset. And of course, we love Brett. Of course, Brett's right here. We're not going to have him feuding with Jerry Lawler. He's going to be champion. But for a moment there, it is just like, and we've got the Steiner brothers, and they're a top tag team, and we've got Luger, and Brett's kind of doing this mid-card feud with Lawler, but focus on Luger and the Steiners. 93 and, is pretty much a year where they just said, let's try a couple different things, and then fuck it. <laughs> well, it's it's 92 and 93, and I don't think they really recenter until 96. they feel comfortable. With, they now would go with... When they decided to go with Brett in 94, they were feeling comfortable. And then Diesel was the last experiment. And then after that, I think it was like, all right, we tried that. We're going to go with Sean because he's over. Tried that fucking, where's Brett? It always goes back to, where's Brett? We need to put the title on Brett. That's why he <laughs> held the title five times. Like, it, he was the reliable guy. Any other uh, backtracking kind of thoughts like that, Cal? Um, not particularly. I mean, I think you pretty much summed it up when you said that the 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 main thing for me is the 
Luger would be champion. And that's kind of, and I think from that point, it, it's kind of just a process of trying to get back onto what the timeline was. Like, I don't think it would have any, like, massive, like, make any waves in wrestling history if Luger would have been champion for a while. I just don't think, I, I, I'd say he had a lot of charisma and was a, a strong worker at, uh, not strong worker in terms of in ring, but in terms of just, like, presence for a while. But I think that there's kind of a reason why he's never really brought up in the annals of like greatest world champions of all time or even the WCW championship multiple times and was one of the longest, you know, maybe the, I think the longest United, uh, reigning United States champion yeah. of all time and all these other, yeah, and all these other facets to his character. I think that um, he does, he just didn't have that force of personality or that ring work or just extra something special which would have made him stand out as top as a top top guy in history so i think the the one i say the main thing that i get or got excited about in my rebooking ideas is the potential of making owen hart a wwe champion more than making mm-hmm. lex luger a wwe champion so and or just the, the process of like brett and his role was kind of being the WWE champion as the kind of like he's getting consistently toppled by the top heels at WrestleMania. And then he's at some point during the year fighting back to win the champion. He's still like, I think we're still all in kind of the mindset of the Brett is the perennial champion of this period. Yeah. I mean, like, if we're always... doing some kind of Mount Rushmore of actually, did we do the Mount Rushmore of new gen? I think we did. <laughs> no, we didn't. No, we know. No, we Brett would definitely be on new gen one. But he would be on there, and he'd probably the first name we all lock in. I could have sworn that we did some kind of the different era. I promise I'd remember. Thing with that. <laughs> I mean, we've done so many Mount Rushmore's you at this point, that, and so many it. within them that, uh, you know. Yeah, nothing about the new gen popping up on uh, the wiki page right now. Well, you know, eventually we'll we'll do some kind of deep dive into why Bret Hart and Undertaker and. Uh, <laughs> And, and yeah. Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. And Razor Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's your mini, Mount, your mini Mount Rushmore, and then Diesel's B tier, and then, you know. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, because Luger's not one of those guys. Like, if I go through, and I've been trying to work on this a little bit here and there, at some point this year, it's going to happen. Of my all time fantasy booking card, no restrictions, just whatever I would want to book kind of scenario. I do have Lex Luger as one of those guys that I can like pull from and maybe book in something, but he's not a guy that I under almost any circumstance look at and go, all right, well, he's one of my options as champion. Sometimes he on those mock drafts, he could be an option for a challenger for the title where he can most likely be like United States champion or a continental champion or something. But he's not a guy that even when we do our lists before of you know greatest people to never win the world title, I'm going to go Owen Hart. I'm going to go Teddy Biasi. I'm going to go Rowdy Rowdy Piper. I'm going to go Jake the Snake. And we, you know, lots of different people that I'm going to put over Luger. So to kind of circle us back to the beginning argument, has any of this changed your opinion of should WrestleMania have ended with instead of Owen Hart looking on and be disappointed that Bret Hart's being celebrated as champion? Should it have been Lex Luger? 
being held up by everybody and everybody celebrating about that and streamers coming down and the American hero ends up winning or are you still standing firm? It should have just been Bret Hart and we got the best case scenario. I think we got the best case scenario first and foremost. I think we absolutely Bret Hart is the guy. That's such an iconic moment. It's a great new gen picture of, you know, you've got Savage and Razor and even Luger and it's all focused on Bret. But I also think from just a WWE character standpoint, Luger was more damaged by not winning than Bret Hart would have been. As I laid out, Bret Hart could have come back from underneath and told the redemption story. I think Callum had a very similar, you know, you get back to Bret even if you run with Luger as a heel, and he could have survived that. I don't think the Luger character could have survived that and it's probably a wwe booking a wcw guy kind of thing just in the same way that the brett character couldn't survive a lot of the shit he was booked to do in wcw you know it just sort of it forever doomed his wwe run we look at his wwe run now as lex express was a flop and boy it was crazy when he showed up at nitro you know i think that it's a shame they put so much money behind a guy that they didn't do anything with, but ultimately we got the best timeline. Following this discussion, I'm not as like rigid on my stance of we're we were on the best timeline and we got the best result. Because realistically, and again, I know I'm the one that harps on this over and over again, but I'm just gonna continue to say it until I, I uh, feel otherwise, which is probably never going to happen, which is it doesn't really it didn't really matter who was WWE champion at this point in time. But the show sucked. <laughs> and, I, and, and I think that's it's fair. Just, yeah. And so I while I think that Brett's as a more long term WWE champion is like is what is what you want to see like he he's your best bet of being a guy that's going to carry strong main event matches and realistically when you look back on this reign the the best thing that he did out of this reign was fight owen in a steel cage match at SummerSlam, and because he drops it to bob backland and then these all just beats bob backland like a couple of days later in a house show match and then you're just like oh, oh good this guy's now wwe champion so and yeah, and then it all goes in that direction. So I can't even say that that's a particularly interesting timeline. And I can't really say that the Luger one would make it any better, but I just don't think it would make it any worse. It, essentially, it would just be the same thing, which is when is Stone Cold turning up? <laughs> or in that timeline, the parallel universe, the three of us are having this discussion right now and we're saying, well, what if Bret Hart would have won? How crazy would that have been if Lex Luger did not become champion at that point? And, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think if regardless of what decision they end up taking, I don't think we'd be, we'd have, like the wrestling landscape would have been irreparably changed one way or the other. Fundamentally, as long as, as I, as I just, as I noted, like, as long as the this change doesn't result in, for some bizarre reason, Stone Cold not being able to have that speech at King of the Ring. Like, for some reason, this shift in the timeline results in Triple H not getting himself suspended in the or getting uh, punished <laughs> due to the uh, Madison Square Garden incident. Yeah, due to the curtain call. 
So just a case of as long as that doesn't somehow impede that side of things, then I yeah, I don't see any real harm being caused by Luger winning the title. And as I say, if you went through the first approach with Luger being a babyface, it's a case of, at least in my timeline, you end up in a world where both Lex Luger and Owen Hart get to be WWE champions. Like two guys that never ended up being WWE champion end up being it. But as I say, that's just one route you take with it. There's one route you can take with it. I, I, I think that you you just want it to be booked well. And I think either way, you can end up booking things well, if not better, uh, regardless of who walked out of WrestleMania 10 as champion. So just to sum it up, I think that it was a good and fair decision to have Bret Hart still be the champion and not put it on to Lex Luger. But I think the booking of that could have probably been better. Yeah, I I agree. And I really liked a lot of the scenarios you guys put out there enough that that kind of changed my opinion a little bit because I was pretty firm on. I don't think that there's almost any scenario that Lex Luger walking out with the belt would improve on anything, but I really liked how you two, especially when you mapped out babyface Luger stuff. I love the idea, of course, of Owen Hart winning the title, dropping it to Brett. I love the idea of the, uh, you get back around to the Bob Backlund thing by having the all American hero beat the all American hero in like a different kind of way. There are chances that Lex Luger sticks around a little bit longer at that point because he's like, ah, oh, well, at least I was champion. Maybe I'll win it again or something. It's very interesting that there are the options for that, which also makes me kind of go, oh man, now I kind of want to explore some of the other ones that we have in mind. So if anybody is uh, craving some more what if content and you have any other like, you know, major title change type scenarios or, you know, other what ifs and stuff, we haven't done a what if in a while. So I figured that this would be a really fun one to do. And I had a lot of fun uh, going down this rabbit hole, but maybe in the future we might be looking back and thinking maybe the Cody Rhodes thing doesn't work out right. Maybe we, maybe we get the Sami Zayn thing or, um, yeah, maybe we start doing the triple threat stuff. Like, you know, hey, would Lex Luger versus Yokozuna versus Bret Hart in a triple threat have been a better idea or something? I don't think any of us would have agreed on that because when you skip Owen Hart. But um, it is interesting. You know, a couple little tweaks can make a big, big difference for a lot of things going down. So if you enjoy these types of things and you want more of this content, of course, let us know by helping out on the uh, Patreon with the pick poison tier. Make sure that you are also checking out all the other kind of things that we've got going on here, including fanboysanonymous.com. You can be following us on Facebook and Twitter at smart moment for all the smart Out moment stuff, but you got fanboys anonymous. You can be following there. You got a Patreon over on fanboys to help support that. If you want more content on the geek culture side of things and the YouTube channel, of course, as well, make sure that you are checking out what is happening with the blueprint project over there on fanboys, because I am going to be sometime pretty soon recording some more of that Batman content and working on, you know, kind of pitching some ideas of, some of these other stories and everything too. The more support I get for that, of course, the more content that I will do and plenty other content as well. We are going to be talking pretty soon about the movies that wrestlers have starred in. I haven't quite decided exactly how the best course of action is when it comes to that. But right now, my current idea 
And, you know, we'll talk about this uh, outside of it and we'll try to hammer something down. But also let us know in the comments below if you like this. My current idea was to kind of combine three different things that we do here, which is going over, which is just a general discussion and the top rope list and the Mount Rushmore and essentially having one discussion about just in general, hey, wrestlers and movies, what are some interesting ones? What are some awful ones? And then eventually doing our top rope lists where we don't have to debate back and forth between them and then settle on a Mount Rushmore. Kind of thinking that that might be the best uh, course of handling that. So more movie talk on that front. But if you want more movie stuff on fanboys, you got plenty going on there. And of course, if you want to follow everything else that I've got going on, you should go to my link trees, which you can find on anthonymango.com or amangotree.com for just a laundry list of a bunch of different social media accounts and other things that you should be following. But of course, obviously stay tuned to smartcatmoment.com for everything specifically happening there. And also make sure that you are following what these guys are up to as well. Yeah, so you can follow me everywhere at Dude Felice. You should check out my work on Fightful and WrestleZone. And I think if you really like this discussion, check out my YouTube channel, which is currently empty. But I think this, more than anything, inspired me to maybe kickstart something I was talking about with Tony. So if you like more of this and you want to see more, let us know. That, of course, goes so far. If you just say, yes, more of this, that goes way far. And I thank you for all the support, and I toss you over to Callum. So you can find me on Twitter at Wickwise14. Of course, over on Smart Count Moments, you can find the Power Rankings, which is my week-to-week um, week week piece that I put on the uh, website there, where... I rank the WWE superstars, and there's a lot of uh, switching up to do on the way to WrestleMania, where we'll have the final league table. We can find out who has been the the top most appearances on the power rankings throughout the year. Spoiler alert, it's probably going to be the bloodline, because that's, <laughs> that's just the way it works. But you can check all that stuff out, and if you're more interested in more league tables, when then you should head over to the Fantasy League at www.fantasyleague.com, and also on the Smart Camo website, where... We are battling it out to see who, which one of us will be standing tall with our roster by the end of WrestleMania 39. Uh, it's pretty close towards the top, and it's it a lot of distance me. to the bottom. Yeah, it <laughs> and there's me. a lot of distance uh-huh. to the bottom. But uh, Rob's winning the, winning the race for last place, so congratulations. I'm very, uh, very proud but, of myself. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll see who... Um, see who ends up reigning victorious because as we've seen in the past i think in both both previous times we've done this in recent years it can all change on the final day and sometimes even the final match yeah who knows what's going to end up happening when it comes to that who knows what we're even getting at mania at this point but the road to wrestlemania is going on so of course stay tuned for all the bumps along the way when it comes to roadblock and it comes to the uh, stand and deliver event and obviously wrestlemania it's two nights itself we got the AEW pay-per-view coming up next week it's going to be our main event for the pay-per-view point predictions and the post show we got another episode of the hot tags coming your way in the meantime and i don't know what else we'll see you'll see when we end up putting it out there for you 
but make sure that you were just following smart moment all over the place and clicking on that subscribe button and setting your alerts and staying tuned and we will see you when we see you this has been another smart moment and we are being counted out